Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Joe McCall, Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hope you're in for a um, good little wild ride here. This is going to be fun. I love software. I love technology. And uh, a lot of you guys know I've been dabbling in some land investing. I've got two teenage boys. And I've talked about this a lot before my podcast, but I love land investing, especially for my two teenage boys. I mean, they're good kids, right? And they're smart. They're not to like demean them in any way or sound negative, but I don't know if they would be very good at negotiating with sellers about houses right? Like when you're dealing with houses, you have to talk to the sellers, right? A lot. And you got to build rapport with them. You got to negotiate with them. You got to be, you know, and a kid can do that. And my kids can't, I feel bad. Like I'm making fun of my kids or saying bad. It's something about my kids, but they're super good kids. Right. But like, I don't, honestly, what it is, is I don't have the time to train them on how to negotiate with sellers. So anyway, the reason I like land investing is that you don't have to even talk to the sellers at all until after you send them an offer and maybe even until after they accept your offer. So with land, you can make offers at 20, 25 cents on the dollar with direct mail. And then the way we do it is we like to send neutral letters or neutral postcards. It just says, hey, do you want to sell your land? Call this phone number and leave a voicemail at this at this." Um, and with this reference number, and then we'll send you an offer. We'll do a little research. We'll send you an offer. Then after they get the offer, if they like it, then they call. And that's when my I have some partners in the land business that get involved and they're more of the disposition. So my sons help me on the acquisitions, just mailing offers. And then my disposition guy, friend Matt, is the one who gets on the phone and talks with them. All right. So anyway, it's been going well over the last couple, three years. I don't know. We flipped 30, 40 deals. We just did two of them in the last couple of weeks, uh, made about an average of $11,000 net profit on each of them on a couple lots in North Carolina. And we're working on some lots right now in Texas. And um, so, yeah, we've made some decent money. My boys, I'm probably paying them way too much money for the little bit of work that they do. But anyway, it's been good, right? It's been awesome. I like land. And one of the reasons why we've been able to um, do, do so well with this is we're using a software called Priced, P-R-Y-C-D. And we'll talk about that in a minute because I got the two guys who created it on this podcast. We're going to be talking to them about what this software is, what it does, how we get our list from it. It saved me a lot of money and it does all of the data analysis for you, which is really cool. And I'm excited about showing this to you. And don't check out if you're not into land, they're working on updating this and you can use this for your houses as well. And we're going to be talking a little bit about what they're doing. All right. First, first little house cleaning things right now. Uh, we are live on the YouTubes and Facebook. So what's up, everybody? If you're watching this on YouTube and Facebook, please just type in the comments, say hi, tell us where you are, where you're from. And if you have any questions for us, or if you've used this software and you like it or not, let us know. And then uh, we'll put your questions up here in the comments down below. I just love it. When I see your comments, say hi, tell us where you're from. And then also uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give me a like on Facebook and share this video. I'd really appreciate it. The other thing is this podcast is brought to you by my free book. You just pay a little shipping and handling. I'm thinking about coming out with volume two because I've got one already. Uh, but this is REI Secrets and it's daily nuggets of real estate investing wisdom to help you get more leads, close more deals and make more money. 
right? Like this is a, it's a serious book. Each chapter is only about one or two or three pages long max. And it's written to be kind of like where you just read one little chapter a day uh, to kind of inspire you, to motivate you, to really refocus on the things that are most important in your real estate investing business. This applies for real estate investors or realtors, but just, I focus a lot in here about marketing and talking to sellers and making offers and the key to success and knowing what your buyers want and how to find partners and making this your, oh, this is such a good chapter right here. If you had more time, I'd read this to you. It's a creed for real estate investors. The only way to soar is to jump. Should I hire an acquisitions manager? Aim higher, do more. This is my marketing strategy. Want to know my favorite brokerage firm? Here are the three different lease option offers I make. Mind-blowing true story. So there's a lot of good stuff in here. Get it for free at reisecrets.com. You cannot get this on Amazon. I've intentionally, not that I'm anti-Amazon, but sometimes I am, but it's not on Amazon. You can't get it. You can only get it for free at reisecrets.com. In fact, the other day, my book, <laughs> this is funny. My other, my first book, but wholesaling lease options, you can only get it at wlobook.com. This book, actually, I saw it on Amazon. There's three different people selling the used copy of this book for 67 to $77. So about 70 bucks, you can buy this on Amazon. I'm not kidding. You know, like the people still use books. Seven. So if, if you just, if anything, buy this thing just for the shipping for like six or seven bucks and then sell it on Amazon for $70 or whatever. Anyway, cool. Are we ready to go? I get, we got two good guests on here, Max and Ryan. How you doing guys? We're doing great. Thanks for having us, Joe. Max and Ryan, Max Edson and Ryan. How do you say your last name, Ryan? I'm sorry. Doucette. Doucette. I was almost going to guess something like that, but I don't want to embarrass myself. I, I, I was going to make you for a second, but I no. <laughs> <laughs> So um, cool. You guys are the creators of a really cool software called Priced, P-R-Y-C-D. Uh, first of all, how'd you guys come up with that name? We, we were kind of brainstorming. This was probably a little over a year ago now. We were, we were brainstorming names. Uh, we were trying to come up with like a trendy sort of, you know, modern tech name. You know, I, I really like the name Lyft, uh, you know, like the rideshare company. Yeah. Uh, the, the alternate spelling. We actually we were we were we were arguing about a a, a name called Parchase, P A R C H A S E for yeah. purchasing part, and didn't feel right. So <laughs> I actually put it into like one of those name generators, and just we just like spent like a couple of days looking at a ton of different names, and this one kind of stuck out to us. There were, the, the, other names were taken too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and the domain was probably available, right? Yeah. The domain was available. Like a lot of the um, the handles on on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook were available. So it was like, cool. This one seems. And the hardest part was getting people to to, to spell it right and make sure we we're like pryCD.com. You know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so, but it's, when it's I first I first heard about you guys from um, Justin and Adam. 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 They have a podcast called Casual Fridays REI Podcast. Cool guys. I just had them on my show, and I first heard about you guys from them. And I thought, oh man, I, I'm a, I love technology and I geek out with that kind of stuff, right? So I, uh, I looked you guys up and I thought, this is pretty interesting. And um, this was, I don't know, six months ago or so. And you guys haven't been around very long. And uh, I've, I now use you guys to get my list. I, I canceled my, well, I shouldn't say, I had a <laughs> subscription with somebody else that I was paying 300 bucks a month for. And I canceled that because I could get the leads for cheaper from you guys. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Now let's talk about uh, what Priced is and what it does real quickly summarize, and then we're going to demo it. But uh, then talk, I want you guys to talk about your background and your story. So what is Priced real quickly and what does it do? Yeah. So Priced is an all-in-one acquisition service. So it's a lead generation tool that you can download a list from. And that's really our finished product where you can take our list. It comes in a CSV file and you can upload it to your mailhouse to send out offers quickly and effectively. 
So we provide all the research tools to find a county. If you don't know where you, you want to go and mail next, you can search an area, you can price your mails. So you're, you can actually put offers if you're doing blind letters or if you're doing no, neutral letters, you can get market values for each letter. You can go and, and scrub your data and then download, download a list quickly and effectively, clean it up and then send it out. So it can happen all within minutes if you want it to. Um, and you have full control of our system to control and to customize it to exactly your needs too. Yeah. And here's the coolest thing about it. Because like, if you've ever tried to go to different list providers and try to just get a list of vacant land, it's hard because every county is different. You know, you don't know whether to search for county property type or there's another thing. There's different ways to search for property type, you know. Mm -hmm. Do you look for square footage is zero or assessed percent, uh, improved percentages or zeros? And, and uh, so, you know, you guys have taken away a lot of that guesswork and made it a lot easier to actually find the vacant land to send mail to, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and we, we've built our, our system. So again, we do have, we focus mainly on land so far. We do have houses uh, and we are building that out, but we've basically taken the land investing approach and focused on that and built it around. So it worked on what they needed, what land investors needed and, and built on what were um, licensed providers of data tree and, and took their system and put it into what we have and now hyper-focused it into providing comps, all the, the prices, and really built a system that can really hyper-focus and, and provide exactly what they need for it. Nice. Cool. The other cool thing that you guys do is you help figure out what the value per acre on average of land is in that county, right? Mm -hmm. So you can say, all right, show me, and there's a sliding scale. You can say, help me figure out um, what my offer would be at 25% of the average value. And you can break it out. Well, we'll show you here in a minute, but you can just say like, all right, I, I, for the one to three acres, I want to offer $680 per acre. And they're really worth, I don't know what, $3,000 an acre or something like that, right? Cool. All right. So um, talk, Ryan, what, what were you doing before you created the software? Like what's your journey into real estate and, and are you interested in land investing or, or what? Yeah. So I'm a software developer. Uh, so I have a computer science background. So prior to, to doing this project, actually Max and I are working on a, a separate project for, for cryptocurrency, um, building out an automated crypto trader. And so, you know, for me, it's always been about, you know, developing and, and creating applications, you know, websites, tools like that. Even in college, I was doing stuff like that. And Max actually about two, uh, about two years ago now, um, kind of turned me on to this, this land investing business and sort of walked me through. He, he has been doing it for much longer than I have. And so he kind of was explaining to me how this works uh, and what the process is like. Uh, specifically around acquiring the land. So doing the research on, you know, on the listing services to, to find market values, you know, doing the research to find owners and then mailing those owners, you know, sending blind offers. And so we were kind of strategizing that as like, hey, okay, cool, let's let's get into that. And we we're like, well, we could kind of automate this. And one of the one of our initial premises when we built the tool was not so much how to price it, but where to go. And so we were like, what if we could analyze every county in the United States based off of statistical and you know economic factors and see where would be the best place to look? Uh, and so that's kind of the initial model that we built was taking in all this data, a lot of comp information, a lot of economic information and, and creating algorithms that could spit out you know ranked locations and that was, you know, July of 2019. And, and so originally the idea was let's use this for our own land investing business. 
and it ended up becoming let's let's build a website and, and kind of make this more of a public facing thing. Nice, super cool. And so, Max, what about you? Talk about your interest into land investing. How did you get there? Yeah, I've always had a background in investing, and so I studied economics and business management in college. So. Grew up mainly looking into the stock market, but had some friends that focused in real estate and one friend in particular that had land investing in mind. And so I saw him, uh, he actually asked me to invest in one of his deals and saw that turn around quickly. And I was like, oh, maybe I should do this for myself. And so he, he turned me on to some of the education that he did and looked into it for myself and got into it and quickly saw how manual the process was immediately. And that actually turned me off of it right away for the first year or so. And then kind of what Ryan mentioned was um, about two years ago now or so, we put our heads together, kind of came up with our, our software that we kind of put together, which is now priced. And so that's that's really where we started and, and how I kind of got into it. But I, I've always had an investing background. I, I find it fun for me. Uh, I played sports growing up and having that competitive edge. When I stopped playing sports, I, I needed something else to kind of find that competitive nature and investing uh, and creating a, a product and being an entrepreneur was something that can kind of continue that pathway forward. And so this was the best thing to do. And it was just super exciting. It's been super exciting since. And um, that's kind of been the thing that started me onto this land investing path. And so it, it's been really, really exciting. And, and the data part of it has been the best part so far is really focusing on get it, getting a data-driven answer moving forward. So there's been so much information out there that hasn't been utilized. It's always been, it seems like, could be this, could be that, a very generalized and, and kind of kind of just based on what your per perception is on, on looking. But analyzing it through a, a data perspective is something that seemed to have been missed. The, the real estate movement has gotten there, at least as far as property and houses have gone. But the land seemed to have fallen off that. And so we wanted to bring that to the forefront and move that up as long as um, as far as the, the whole real estate movements going to the tech front. And so it's been really cool to move that up with it now. And those of you guys wondering, it's PRYCD.com. You can see the link right there. I don't get anything from recommending these guys. I just think it's such a cool tool. At least I haven't asked you yet for any kind of affiliate <laughs> commission, but like... This is uh, this is super cool, and I know you guys are going to love this. We're going to jump into it in just a minute, but if you're interested, again, go check it out, prycd.com, prycd.com. And we've got some cool people in here already making some comments, saying, hi, what's up? I can't read this here. Elmo, <laughs> Roddick from Atlanta, Georgia, what's going on? <laughs> Babu from New Jersey, super cool. And then Gary, look at this, Gary. I'm in Arizona, ready to bring my two boys into land investing with me. It's cool. If you're looking for something that's uh, fun to have your to do with your kids, yeah, check out land investing. And I've done a lot of good podcasts on land, land investing. Um, if you go to my YouTube channel or go to realestateinvestingmastery.com and just do a search for land, you'll see a lot of people that I've interviewed for this land stuff. All right. So let's jump into priced. And I think Max, you're sharing your screen right yeah. now. This is priced. And can you just do a quick demo on um, what it does? But I also want to, when you're done with your demo, I want to ask you some more specific questions about how to research counties when you're picking a county. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. So I'll, I'll do the demo now and then we can definitely touch base on that. Cool. So this is our homepage. This is where it all starts. Again, you could either price land, price houses and go through the process. They're very similar both sides. But for this demo, we'll go through the land section. And like I mentioned before, it's all about researching, finding a place you want to go, searching that area, filtering, making sure that the criteria meets exactly what type of people you want to send those letters to, the area, analyzing results, picking and, and scrubbing the data so it's clean and ready to go. 
when you download the list from us. So first step, going to Priceland, which will get you to our search page. And when you get to our search page, um, when that brings up, again, you're able to search by a few different ways. And that's going to be, you can search by two or three different ways. And that's going to be at a state level, you're going to be able to search at a county level, and then you're going to actually be able to search at a city level too. And so when this comes through, um, this is our search page. So you can type in the search bar. Um, for this example, we're just going to do a county here. But again, like I mentioned, you can search by a state, city, or county. In all instances, we're going to... Next, I'm sorry. Can you zoom in one more time to make it a little Yeah. Easier? Let me know when I'm all set. Is that, more, is that better? One more. one more? I know it's uh, that's obnoxious for you because it's so Oh, weird. that's, <laughs> that's good. So is this all set right here? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not old. Awesome. I'm just saying. <laughs> there's old people watching this and they want it bigger. I'm just kidding. Of course. <laughs> no worries at all. Yeah. So again, this, this is our search page. So uh, we try to keep it simple. What's great about our system is that it's easy enough to use for the beginner land investor and robust enough to use for the professional land investors. So uh, we cater to all spectrums, which is great. And so again, you can search by a state, county, or city. In all instances, we're going to re return results at the county level to start. And so if you type in a state, we're going to return all the counties in that state. If you type in a county, we're going to return that county. And if you return or if you put in a city, what we actually do in the search bar is pinpoint that city, uh, draw a radius around it that you can customize that radius range, and then we'll pull in all the counties that touch that radius. So it's a really cool feature as well. If you want to pinpoint certain cities or zip codes, you can have that down below in our advanced search criteria. But we, we can go through that uh, in a different video. But so we can, we can start by any sort of county search. That's just the easiest thing to do. So let's say if I wanted to do San Bernardino, County in California, I can plug that in here as a simple search. And then once I have that, I can open up the advanced search criteria. And this is where you can start creating your, your filter approach. So this is where you customize even further and, and start looking at the, the actual records that you want to start to pull within San Bernardino County. So you can fill out your min and max acreage ranges. And then one of the biggest things that we have here that's unique to our system is this acreage increment range. So let's say, for example, I plugged in 10 and then I plugged in 50 for the max. So I have a 10 and 50 min and max acreage range. What this acreage increment box does is, so how I mentioned before, is we actually price our offers letters. So with our system, you can send out blind offers. And with that, we want to make sure that we're sending out the, the best and most specific offers to what you want. So we will default to five acre increments. And, and because of that, you have the option to choose and customize that as you want. So if you if you choose to put five in here, we will split up offer prices or prices in five acre increments from 10 to 15, 15 to 20, all the way from 10 to 50 in that range. But if I move to 10, then it'll split up to 10 and 20. So you have that full customization to, to change that to make sure that you're getting the prices that you want. So let's say I'll put 10 in here and then I can move down the list as I want. So we can give you pricing characteristics. You want to price with all of our comps, only our for sale comps, only our sold comps, or a weighted average if you want to use all of our comps. So let's say instead of 50-50, let's say you want to do, I don't know, a 65-35% split. Well, let's talk about this real quick. This is important. Yeah. You're getting sold comps and active comps, which is huge. And we in are. some ways, active comps are more, well, I don't want to say more, but just as important as sold comps with land. Because when you're advertising your property for sale for 20, you know, are there going to be a bunch of other properties for sale, similar size that are for sale for 15? So you want to make sure like you, you got to know 
And generally what we do is we'll buy it for 20 cents on the dollar and sell it for 75, 80 cents on the dollar. So like mm-hmm. we want to know, are we going to be able to sell our land quickly for cash? If we're selling it on terms, you know, we'll be closer to the, the value. But so that's why. And the cool thing about this is you guys get sold comps from county records and from data tree, but you also get active comps from all of the major sites that sell land, you know, land.com, Landwatch, Lands of America, Zillow, and a couple of three, four others, which is nobody else is doing that. So you're getting actual active comps from properties that are, people are advertising vacant land on. Correct. Yeah, and, that's, and that's exactly right. And that one of the things I'll mention is, so we have about 2.3 million uh, comps in our database and Max will show you here in, in a little bit, but we will show you those comps when you are setting those prices. So you can do reasoning checks on, hey, we're, we're saying that the offer price should be 600 an acre. Is that going to be competitive in this market and in this acreage range? Like like you're saying, Joe, if I buy it for 20 cents on the dollar and sell it for 80, is, is that does that check with what's on the market now and what's recently sold? Yeah. Huge. Okay, cool. Exactly. So we can keep going down this list. And then the rest of them, how I mentioned, were data tree licensed providers. So the less, um, the rest of these filters are going to be data tree filters embedded into our system. So, and, and let me just say this too, data tree, there's pretty much, and I might be wrong on this, but there's pretty much two major data providers. There's CoreLogic and First American Title, right? Hmm. And, and CoreLogic does list source and real list and all of that. CoreLogic has data tree. Is that right? CoreLogic? They, no, no, like CoreLogic, there's CoreLogic and First American Title, right? Correct. And, and then Data Tree belongs to First American Title. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And so, again, this is where we're, we're plugging in their, their information. So, all the land use codes um, specifically for land, then owner filters, assessor tax filters, situs information. This is where you can really customize the, the types of records that you want to download. And again, all optional filters, right? So you can plug and choose what you want. You don't have to put in anything in here if you don't want. And this is where you can really start to play around. If you're a beginner, you don't have to choose anything. If you're more advanced, you can start plugging in, getting as specific as you want with all the all these options. Let, me, let me tell you some of the filters I use, and you guys let me know if these are good or not. Okay. <laughs> um, I like to mail to people who don't live in that county. Okay. So I'll yeah. go up. Instead of absentee owner, I'll say in-county owner. So exclude in county. Yeah. And that just says I'm gonna I only want to download the lists of people that don't yeah, live that, on or next to the property. So you would you would plug that in right here then? Yeah, that's not a big deal, but I, I kinda like that. And then the other one I do is uh, living area square feet. I'll do living area of zero because I just want to make sure there's no that's one way to filter out um, any properties. <clears throat> that have a building on it, right? Correct. And with DataTree, we found that to be the best way to filter out structures. Do you ever do, there's an improvement filter. And I sometimes I use improvement. Mm-hmm. Do you guys use that? That just means like if improvement is zero, there's been zero improvements on there. Mm-hmm. Is that a filter you guys use sometimes as well? Or does that depend on the county? It, it depends on the county, but usually the living area square footage filter is the one okay. we use the most now. All right. Yeah, because we yeah. again, what we're targeting mainly are rural vacant land. Those of you that aren't familiar Correct. with land investing, we the more almost the more rural the better. And we're looking for small ten to fifty acre, five to fifty acre lots, sometimes less, where there's vacantness an hour or two outside of any major city. We're looking for land that somebody would buy to go ride their four wheelers, to go camping, to um, you know just get off the grid, right? And I like to say sometimes <laughs> to, to go and hide their guns, right? When the government comes to take all their guns, they want a place so they can bug out and get away 
or just, you know, have some fun recreation with their family. So we're looking for rural vacant land out in the country. You know, sometimes the farther away, the better. And believe it or not, there's a huge demand for these kinds of rural vacant land. And we buy it so cheap. All right. So that's what that's what we're doing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's exciting. And so once you have your set criteria again, um, you can go through all the steps. Another way to search, too, that I do want to mention is we do have a mapping tool that you can use a polygon. So if you want to get more specific, uh, we do have a map where you could zoom in on. And instead of just picking a state or a county as a whole, uh, what you can do is use our lasso tool now and then select a certain area if you want to get a little bit more granular in your approach. So you can tag in sp- uh, certain areas. What's cool about our system is that you can do more than one polygon search at one time. So if you want one area, and then let's say just on the other side, you can t- plug in another area, you can do that as well. So you can do multi or multi polygon searches at the same time, look at satellite imagery and, and see a whole bunch of different viewpoints at That's the same cool. time. I didn't um, know you could do that. Yeah. So I wanted to throw that in there as well, which is a great tool that you can use too. Um, and then I'm actually going to plug in different county here. I'm going to go with Warren County, Tennessee. Get a little bit. It's Max's new favorite county. I I've been playing around with San Bernardino so much. I like to <laughs> mix it up with a, a different <laughs> county now. But, but what's great again, and what I always recommend is after you've set your criteria uh, to get a look and see what's out there. So again, 242 results. And the reason is because a lot of the times when you go through this, sometimes the exclusion of in county out of county, it'll filter out some results. For the just the example, I'm going to go include all for this and see what happens. If that happens, again, it's all about adding more. What's great about our system is that you can easily add more counties really quickly and easily. What you can do is click plus, and then I can just go ahead and add another county really easily just like that. So if I wanted to go through and add another county, I, all I have to do is type in another one again, and, and I could go through and, and, and go through and... and no, no space. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and type one in really quickly, just like that and, and click add. And so now I can do a multi-search going through the system. So this is a great way. So you can start adding counties together quickly and effectively. And once I have that again, I can go multi-search and it's going to load the next page, which is our research page. And it's going to pull in all the owner record data, the counts from data tree at this point. And then it's going to do the pricing models. It's going to pull in the comps. And so this is a great next page where you can look and really analyze all the areas and see what you want to come up with and, and look at the results and start choosing what you want to select to download moving forward. So you can see analysis results, eight rows of data. That doesn't mean eight owner records in total, just means eight rows that you can see down below. Well, there's 1,900 Correct. Owner yeah. Records. Yep. 1900 owner records in this area. And as I go down below, you can sort the data table however you want. I have it sorted acreage low to high right now. And you can see, so we have the data tree owner records. We have 510 in this, this row. Total comps in this area, that's for sale and sold comps. We have parcels on market ratio. And if you're unfamiliar with that, what that actually means is that it's telling you um, how many for sale comps are out there compared to how many parcels of land are actually in this area. So 15% of all the property of land in this area between 10 and 19.99 acres in Warren County, Tennessee are currently listed on the market right now. So it gives you a sort of a a saturation level on the market right now. So it's a great way to to see, okay, is there too much supply? Is there not as much supply? Gives you an idea is a good area, what the competition is in that, that specific target location. And, and, I, and I'll add it on that number that it is very relative to our system. So some people have said, hey, like, is there really 15% of all of the, or, you know, you see the one below it, 20, 26 or a quarter of the parcels um, are for sale. And 
those numbers are relative to the data tree owner records that we're looking at, right? So the specific land use codes against the specific listings that we've pulled. And so what I like to say is, you know, just compare them to each other within our system versus trying to use them as absolute values across, you know, the entire real estate market. Yep, correct. Yep, and then we go through, we'll give you the county, we'll give you the state, we'll give you the acreage range, and then we'll give you the offer price per acre that's mapped off of our market price per acre. And then again, we have the slider bar just up top, and that's where you can decide what your percentage is of the market price per acre. So like you mentioned, it sounds like you go off of 20%. So all I would have to do is slide it left to 20%. And you can see all these offer prices change to, to that, that value based off the market price per acre. Now, we don't want you to just always assume that this is right. Now, we're really confident in our model, but we want to make sure that you're always checking for reason. That's part of this process. We want to make sure you're looking at the comps and verifying it. We do the same thing. So what we've actually implemented is if you select one of these boxes, not only do does that allow our system to say that, okay, you're selecting these owner records to download moving forward, but it gives you the option to look at the comps within this range too. So all you have to do is select the box, verify you're in this area. So Warren County, 10 to 19.99 acres. And if I click the for sale and sold comps button, now it's going to pull up all the comps within this range again from all the comps from realtor.com, Lands of America, Zillow, Landflip. And, and aggregate them and pull them all into one data table for you to look at. And I could sort the table. I can go sort by low to high price. Another great one is price breaker low to high. And so now I could look at them and see what the offer prices are based on what the price breaker is on here. Am I too high, too low? We'll give you the price of the comp. We'll give you the acreage range, the price per acre, the city, the status, list date, sold date, and then source. What's really amazing is that these source links are actually clickable too. So if I go and type or click Zillow, it'll actually bring you right to that link too. So if you're ever curious what that property is looking like, you can actually visually see it now right into our system because it'll bring you right to that site source. So you can go through each one and do that too. This so is this so is cool. a great tool. Yeah. <laughs> are you going to show how you can export this and put it into uh, Google Earth? Yes, I can do that oh as well. Oh my gosh. Wait till you see this, guys. <laughs> yeah. And that's part of our campaign mapping tool. If you want to export this data specifically, we can also do that. Um, we have this export comps button. What will happen is, again, it'll download into an Excel file for you. So if you want to do more analysis on it, It'll basically pop up all that information for you into an Excel file quickly and easily. One other additional or two additional columns we do provide for you on the Excel file download is a latitude and longitude column. So you could actually plot these on if you have some additional insert on a map or anything, you could do that. With that, again, we will show the campaign mapping tool at the end, uh, which is one of our, our coolest features. So, but this is this is a great tool to do more analysis on. And then again, from here, this is where you can do your verification check, make sure everything's looking good. If you want to go by status, look at only the sold comps. I can look at only the sold comps and see what's going on here. Let's say if I'm a big realtor.com fan and only like realtor comps or, or Zillow comps, let's say realtor, I can look at all the realtor comps. So it, it's a great way to analyze different types of comps as well. So after that, again, we want you to verify, not only do we have this slider bar, but we give you full control of our system to put whatever offer price you want in there. So again, we'll give you the offer price per acre, but let's say instead of 974, let's say you think it's closer to a thousand. So you want it as 994 point, and you can even throw in some change in there. So if I click update now, you're gonna see offer price updated. And if you come down, this offer price is now gonna say 994.74. 
while the rest remain unchanged, it's going to be at the 20%. So this system, again, we give you full control to put in exactly what you want, which is which is what we want to happen. We, we want you to feel comfortable with the pricing and, and make sure that you have exactly what your needs are. So if, can you, if you want to scroll back up here and there's talk about city pricing. Yeah. What is so that? again, of course, all the prices that you see down here are at the county level. So we actually have three different levels of pricing to meet your needs. And they're going to be at the county level, the city level. And then the most recently released is the, the geo pricing level. So I can go through each one. And, and again, the, the county level is down at the data table. Now the city pricing is the next level down. So what we're actually doing is still looking at the Warren County, Tennessee, 10 to 19.99 acre range. But instead, instead of giving you one county level offer price within this 10 to 19.99 acre range, what we can actually do is break that down even further for you by cities within that acreage range. So instead of giving you this base offer price per acre within that range, what we can actually do is now break it down for you and give you these offer prices that meet these cities. So Morrison will get 1022 Rock Island will get 779 Smart will get 681 McMinnville will get 1314 Sometimes the way we're parsing out, it'll give multiple different ones, but it'll still be well, somewhat spelled similar. spelled a little differently. Yeah, exactly. But we'll give you the city. We'll give you the market price per acre, and then we'll give you the offer price per acre. And then the other column is Z-score. And what that's really telling you is uh, a negative value it is going to mean that it's below the, the base county level offer price. And a, a positive value means that the city level pricing is going to be above base county level offer price. And then the, the magnitude of this is going to tell you how far above or below that pricing actually is. Another really cool visual of this is if you click this chart button, We'll actually bring up this spider graph so you can visually see what the pricing looks like on a chart form of the city level prices. So the top value is always going to be the county level offer price. And then you could see all the city level pricing around it. So you could see what each level pricing is and see how far up below or above it is compared of it. So it's a great way to look at it. You can see kind of the, the price per acres on here in the lines. So now, this doesn't see. mean the lot is in the city, but every vacant lot, even if it's an hour outside of the city, has in the mailing address a city, the main post office for that city, right? Correct. Um, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. One of, the, one of the cool things that we actually do that um, that DataTree sometimes struggles with with vacant land is their, their property zip code and property city information will be blank. Um, and so what we can do is on your export, we actually look up the owner record lot long information and we can fill in the property city and zip code information based on the lat long. And then we just locate the closest city to assign it to. Uh, and that way, when we're doing something like city pricing, every property has a home to go to, essentially. Yeah. And, and so again, we can do this for every row. So that, that city pricing mechanism will be for this row because we checked it. And But if I select another row, again, it automatically gets applied to all these other rows as long as I select this box that says apply city pricing. So if I click this box, apply city pricing, then we don't use these offer prices here, but unless they're for backup. So if you go and select here, we'll use the city pricing for all these rows. So come through here. Now we're looking at 20 to 29.99. And we're going to apply these offer prices specifically for this range with all the cities within it now. So it's a really effective tool now that instead of using one offer price for everything in there, we're now essentially multiplying that for every city within this area. So it's an insane modeling tool that can actually expand it really quickly and give you a ton of offer prices for different areas all at once. And that's just the next level down. So 
that's what you can do. And again, all you have to do is go through the different areas that you want to select to choose from to download your records. We'll always give you the total record amount that you've selected, the total cost. And once you're comfortable with what you have, again, once you're ready, you click continue to move on to the next page. And it's eight cents a record, right? Correct. It's eight cents a record. Which is really, really cheap. Yeah. And and so again, that's just the start. So before we actually download records for you, there's a few different things that go on. So when you usually download from a data source, they'll give you a file, but it's not really neatly formatted. It's just kind of a raw dump of data for you. So what we do is we'll always give you the, the raw data file from us. Again, it's it's from DataTree. So we'll always give you the, the raw property detail export file, which has 232 columns of data. But we want to make sure to have a cleaned up file for you as well. So that's what this next page is actually doing, is creating a new file for you that's cleaned up. And it's, it's our, our scrubbed file that we call it that's cleaned up. We'll have the columns that you only want on it. And it's it's specifically meant for you to send out to your mailhouse. So that's what we're creating here. So you would check the columns that you want and uncheck the ones that you don't want. So you can go through this. And again, you, you can just uncheck the ones. You can see that there's some unchecked. And you can create templates on here too. So you can create a, a really quick process. So basically, you just have to set it once and forget about it. So you can go through here pick one, it's all set, and then move forward. So again, we're creating that template version. And then the next page are our post-download scrub filters. There's just some things you can't filter on the front end that have to be cleaned up on the back end. And that's what we're doing here. And it, it's it's based on that that cleaned up scrub filtered file that I just spoke about on the uh, previous page. So this, this is where we can filter out blank owners. We could filter out church owners, government owners, trust owners, corporate owners. We do have a filter on the front end, but if you want to do on the back end, we could do that here too. Blank addresses, non-US addresses, a whole list of, of different filtering methods that we can apply here. And so it just helps you clean up your version. So again, the the whole the whole premise is for you to download the file from us and send it to your mailhouse quickly. So that's what we're trying to do here. So again, it's it's all a cart manner. So all you have to do is select the ones that you want to be filtered and applied, and then leave the other ones out. And the same thing, you can create a template here. So I can say add that, and it'll apply immediately to that. Or I can just select the ones that I want. So, so you can you can also remove duplicate owner. So you're not <clears throat> sending 20 letters to the same owner. Correct. And that's actually got moved to the next page here. So okay. on this next page, this is where we have our options. So you can then remove duplicate owners here. And, and that's where exactly what you mentioned. If an owner has 20 different properties, we'll download one property for you and remove the other 19 of them. So you're not paying for all those records. The way our system actually works, and, and it's because we're working with data tree, we don't know that number beforehand. So we actually have you pay for all the data up front, and then we credit your account, those 19 records. So then on your next download with us, you get credited that amount for the next record. So it it, it ends up working its way out. It's the way we have to do it because basically um, the way the information flows from us to data tree. But if you want that, all you have to do is select it. And again, to learn more about how the system works, you can click this learn more button and it'll link to another page. With that being said, this is the this kind of brings us up to that that third level of pricing. So I mentioned the county level, I mentioned the city level pricing. This is our geo pricing level. And this is our most granular approach yet. And, and it really can't get more granular than this because this is basically comping off of the nearby for sale and sold comps around each individual owner record that you download. So what we're actually doing is taking either your county or your city pricing 
that you selected on the, the previous. Um, and now we're looking at the for sale and sold comps around each owner record that you download simultaneously when you download with us. And we're adjusting those prices essentially for you now based on those comps around it. And so we're, we're adjusting them up, down, based on everything. So we're looking at each individual owner record, whether you have 100, 1,000, 10,000 simultaneously before you actually receive your owner, um, your, your download with us. So you receive your download with us within a minute or so. Um, usually it actually happens even quicker. And, and so it, it happens extremely quick. It's, there's thousands of models that are going on at one time. And so you can get your information all in one quick speed for you here. And again, it's looking at each individual owner record and the comps around it. So all you have to do again is select that option here. You can learn more about it. And essentially, I can show you how that kind of works a little bit more when I show you the campaign mapping feature, which is the one add-on feature that we have. So it is an additional two cents. But if you click on it, what we actually do is apply or uh, um, yeah, we, we, we give you a KML file on download. And that KML file is uh, compatible with Google Earth. So when you download with us, essentially, we'll be able to plot every single one of the owner records that you download with us on a Google Earth map. And then we'll also plot the for sale and sold comps around it. So it's an extremely powerful tool when you start doing due diligence. And then also to view your campaign on a, a map, which is awesome. But due diligence is the, the main reason for it. So when you get a lead back, you can type in an APN. That owner record pops up. You can see the information. What what you offered if you're doing blind offers, what that market price is, who's the owner, what the information is. And then you could zoom out a little bit and see the for sale and sold comps so you can make quick and effective decisions to move on to it or, or say in pass. So I can kind of, uh, let me pull something up quickly here and see if I can't show you what that looks like really quickly. What he's talking about is a KML file that you can open up in Google Earth. And it sounds complicated, but <clears throat> it just it's just a file you download. And when you open the file, it'll actually open Google Earth and show you a map and overlay on the map all of the data you just pulled and all of the for sale comps and all of the sold comps. Pretty cool. While you're pulling okay. that up, the geo pricing beta, does it does it change much at all? Or and the new geo pricing, is that what you're putting into the KML file as well? So the, the geo pricing, uh, as far as changing the actual pricing, it does it will modify the pricing pretty I don't say pretty substantially, but it just depends on the on the location. And so it we're still working through some of the models and trying to make them a little bit more robust. But what it's trying to do is find as many comps within a, a, a distance radius from your owner record. And then it'll adjust it using, you know, the weighted model to determine, you know, hey, if I if the county pricing was a thousand an acre, but all of the comps within my one mile vicinity are at two thousand an acre, I might want to adjust up to be a little bit closer to what I'm I'm near. You know, vice versa, if, if all the comps around me are at 500 an acre, I might have maybe be a little overpriced for that specific area. And so I want to adjust it down. You see, uh, we see that a lot, especially in, you know, some of the, the southwestern states where the, the county pricing is sometimes a little higher because of maybe a big city, you know, like Maricopa County, you know, the Phoenix metro area is going to raise the prices a lot. Um, and when you start to kind of fall off outside the, the, of that region, you have a lot more desert land and you want to maybe skew your prices a little lower. And so it really works well and stuff like that. So I do have, I'm going to pull up actually a, a comp report. It, it gives a similar look, but it, it'll lead into actually the next thing as well. And, and so what, what this does, it, it'll give you the campaign map feature. And then along with that, it'll show you actually what, what our newest feature release is, which is a, a comp reporting tool, which 
combines the campaign map with with our comp reporting, which is a whole great thing. Let me share my Google Earth. Yeah, Max, you could just download an example right on the screen there if you need one. Yeah, so here, let me, I got it right up here. So this is what the campaign map looks like in a, in a kind of a smaller scale. So this is kind of hovering around one owner record. And essentially this is, think about this, but if you have a thousand owner records, this would be on a scale that times a thousand. So the green would represent one owner record. And then the red is one uh, for sale comps. And then the yellow are sold comps. So again, if you have a thousand owner records, you would get a thousand green pins here. And then every single pin would have the, the for sale and sold comps around it. So that's what it would look like on a grand scale. So again, you would type in the APN if you're getting a lead back, it would pop up the property. Now this is the comp reporting tool. So we were able to actually draw a boundary around it on the campaign map. We, we don't have the capability yet to do that. But again, all you would have to do is zoom in here, zoom out, and then you could see all the properties around it. And what's great about it is that you can go through, click each one and it will give you the acreage and, and the price of each sold and for sale comp around it. So you can get a really good basis if you're on the right path and what you need to offer moving forward. So again, if you're doing blind offers, was your price spot on? Do you need to adjust it? If you're doing neutral letters, what do you need to offer to have a good competitive advantage when you're selling it? Are you still below and making enough profit? So it's a great tool to come through, not only to look at the pricing, but then also have a satellite image of the property itself. So I could zoom in, okay, does this property look good? Um, does it have road access? Is it remote? Uh, is there anything on the property? What does it look like? Is it flat? And so you can get a good idea. And then the comps, are the comps comparable? Which ones are, are good? Which ones may have different features on them? So it, it's really great to look at like that. And how I mentioned our comp reporting tool, what that is, what we'll do is if you get a lead back, you can actually go to our comp reporting tool and you plug in the, the state, you plug in the county, you plug in the APN. And on when you run the report, you're going to get the KML file of the specific property, which I'm showing here right now, actually. Um, so that's where you're going to get the boundary outlines for you. And then along with that, you're actually going to get a PDF file of a, a whole report of that property. So not only do that, but this is where the whole due diligence comes in, where you're going to get property information along with it. So just a quick picture of well, a property. Whoa, 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 I didn't know this. This is so <laughs> this, cool. This we is a... Yeah, so, talk about how to do so, this. So let's back up a second. So uh, Max is actually showing like a completely Different. separate feature. He just... Well, yeah, we're, excited about, we're very excited about this feature. So um, just to kind of finish what we were looking at previously, <laughs> when you export, you're going to get your data list like you would in Excel. You're going to get a KML file with a map with all of your owner records plotted. This is, I know it, this isn't exactly it. This is a map, but this isn't like what you would get if you were to download with us. Um, Max, if you go to the download options, you should be able to download an example right under the checkbox. Oh, you already left that page. Okay. So, but yeah, so what Max was showing you is actually our newest feature. We just released it, uh, I think like yesterday or two days ago, basically. Um, and and which, which is our comp reporting tool, which is you can input an APN, it'll download, um, a, it'll, yeah, it'll download for you a, a PDF file with all of the property information, owner information, uh, pricing analysis, comp overview, uh, and all the comps in a data table. And then also all of the comps mapped, like you, like Max was showing you there with the owner record uh, boundary cutout so that you can actually do some analysis. Uh, it's really great if you're a real a realtor or an investor, um, you want to maybe do some more analysis on this specific property. But just to go back, you know, because I, I think we got a little ahead of ourselves there. Yep. Sorry about that. So, so like if I download the data from you guys, I get 1,500 records. This One is of the it, sellers responds to my letter and says, yeah, I want to sell my property. 
So I can put the APN number into Priced, and it'll it'll bring me something like it, it'll a PDF and a KML file or a Correct. link. To what you're okay. yeah, so you'll, you'll get two files when you use it. So so now we're all over. So Max is showing you now the campaign map from our export. Uh, just okay. to be just to be clear. So this was going back to what we were talking about earlier. This is our campaign map that you would download when you do an export. You see all of the green is all of the owner records that you download, and then you have your for sale and sold comps around each of those. Right. Okay. Uh, so that's you know the probably the more traditional. Yeah. So so then yeah. So now going to the comp reporting tool, and I I can do an example. We can kind of run through it too. Um, yes. To get, a, to get a full like <laughs> yeah. whole world example. <laughs> but before I run into that too, I, I kind of want to go through. This is what you would actually get on download with us as well. So you would get five files with us on download first. So you would get that raw file, which is the 232 column worth of data. The scrub file, which is essentially the cleaned up version of the data. And this is the one you would use to send out to your mailhouse that has our pricing included in it. So um, it has the the appended column headers, it has all the information tied to it. And again, this is this is the data, the columns that you've selected on here. And so the pricing sources, the pricing source offer price in here, the date that you want to select and to close. So this is the file that you would use to essentially send out. The other three files are all admin files. So it'll just show you what export parameters you use, what scrub filters you use, what search parameters you use, just so you have for your records. If you ever wanted to replicate it, you have that in an Excel format. Now we have templates where you can save that information now, but just so you have them for your records too. Um, But now after that, again, once you get the mail out, then you're getting leads back. That's where the comp reporting comes in. So that's where you would come to this comp reporting page uh, that we just kind of softly released. Uh, I think it was yesterday, actually, or two days ago. It was yesterday that we actually released. (laughs) That's why you haven't heard about it yet. So, um, And and I know when I listened to some of the other podcasts, you mentioned that you always get the update our website. And so that's why we are constantly releasing features every day. So that's why if you ever get the update your browser or update our our website. I got to ask you about that. Because you're constantly updating, which is awesome. When you get into it, you have to update your browser. What I do is I do the command on the Mac and then click the refresh button on the browser. Is that good enough? Yeah, all you have to do is refresh the page. Um, And the reason we do that is, you know, just typically over any website, your browser is going to cache it or or store the web page so that you have more optimized results. So when we push these updates, we're just saying, hey, just refresh that to pull the latest Updates and just a basic refresh will... Um, will basic refresh work. Yeah, nothing nothing crazy. Okay, um, okay, good. Just to make sure you have the most up-to-date information. It could be a bug fix or it could be, you know, a comp report feature just pops up out of out of nowhere. <laughs> all right, all right, good. But this is where our comp reporting come in. So you, you sent your letters out. You, you have a lead. You want to get a little bit more understanding of what the property is looking like. This is where you would come in. You would go select a state. So let's say I wanted to go. I, I got a property back in Tennessee. I have a county. Let's say looking at DeKalb County and then I have an APN here let's say 063 now formatting APNs one of my biggest pet peeves of data how do you guys handle that so so what's cool about the APN that you're inputting here is we can actually take unformatted and formatted APNs so they should both work it we will tell you if you know hey I can't find that property so that might give you an indicator that maybe this one needs to be formatted we try and handle both but we, um, as we build out this feature, we're definitely going to work on improving that specific input. 
Um, yeah. We're also gonna, we also plan on adding other inputs to find your property, so not just APNs. All right, so if I could do maybe in the future GPS coordinates or something? Yeah, so our hope would be is that the goal is to just, as long as it's unique to the property, you should be able to find it. So maybe it's GPS coordinates and like the owner's last name so that we can for, you know guarantee that that's accurate. You know, we're starting with APN because it's easiest. If I take the downloaded data and just copy and paste the APN that I downloaded, that should work. It yes. should be fine, right? Yep, yeah. that'll work. Yeah, because it's coming. Those APNs are coming out of Data Tree, right. so that if you plug them right back in, those will work. The, the where we get, uh, you know, sometimes the hang up is, you know, if there's if the list sometimes comes from other places and it has an unformatted APN and Data Tree maybe doesn't have the unformatted on file um, for that particular property, that's when it might not be able to find it. And then, so it'll download automatically, but if it doesn't, um, on our page, you can download the files individually here. But essentially, if you're using Google Earth website, uh, what you have to do is click open, go to the KML file, wherever it is on your computer, and then just double click it. And it'll automatically open up, find it for you. And then it'll just zoom in on that property. Nice. Um, so you can see it right here now, exactly what it looks like. The boundaries are outlined for you, the green owner record. We could see what's going on here. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. And then I could zoom out now and then look at the for sale and sold comps around it. So again, I can click on each one see what's going on. Let's say, okay, Lands of America is here. I got another one here. Again, same thing. I could click these links, open up and see what's actually going on with each one of these properties to, to make sure that they're comparable. And then along with that, how I was mentioning that it comes with a PDF report too. So this is what that PDF report looks like where it's more property information data. So we'll give you a little quick picture, show you a little bit more about it give you APN numbers, information about that property, property details, public record information, location details. And then we go into our pricing analysis. So we'll give you pricing sources and market prices at our county level pricing scheme. We'll give you them at our city level pricing and then our geo level pricing. So you get an idea of what each one's looking at and which one each one's kind of showing you it's, it's worth. So again, just, more use, of, the, just use the lowest one. <laughs> so geo pricing is our, our most granular approach here. So it has it at 240,000, which we're looking at here. If it had a data tree estimated value, we'd have that as well. But for vacant rural land, again, just like a lot of other sources, they don't have any values for them. So we created our own for that reason. With that being said, we'll also, we'll also give you a comp overview. So this is where we kind of break it down by comps. Okay. So we'll give you a type. So all of them together, we have 20 comps in this area. We'll break it down by sold, break it down by for sale. And then we break it down by source as well. So if you want to look at different sources, and we'll give you the counts, the average price per acre, average dollar, average acreage, and then the distance away from our property. This is awesome. And let me just <laughs> explain something to y'all. This isn't like houses in, in the sense that you really have to be careful with looking at a real similar property within 100, 200 square feet, sold in the last 12 months, within a half mile radius. Land, the coolest thing about land is it's a lot easier or it's it's more acceptable, I guess maybe is the right thing to say, to to make mistakes. Like we're making such ridiculous low offers. You can spend almost too much time overanalyzing this, but we're making such ridiculous low offers. Like even if you're off, you're still going to make a lot of money with these things, right? And the, the, the other advantage to land is the seller is not as emotionally attached to this vacant lot, right? If they're motivated, they don't care. They just want to get rid of it. And it's the same reason why some people are asking this, and I can see it now. It's like, why would somebody be willing to sell their lot for 20 cents on the dollar? It's the same reason why somebody would sell, let's just say at a garage sale, a, uh, a, a, um, a treadmill. 
that they paid $2,000 for and they're selling it for $50 at the garage sale, right? They're just, they're emotionally detached from it. They've never used it. It's just collects clothes in the laundry room or whatever, or in the basement. And every time they walk by it, it reminds, it reminds them of how fat they are. And their <laughs> wife is mad at them for buying it and never using it. And they're just like, I got, I want to get rid of it. Okay. And so they just sell it at, at, at fire sale prices. Okay. So when you're making your offers, we're making offers at so low, 20, 25 cents on the dollar that it kind of doesn't matter what it's worth almost because we're making such a low offer. Now, when you go back to then resell it, you can just look at what similar properties are selling for and price it the lowest there or close to what they're selling for on terms and stuff like that. So there, my, my whole point is there's much more wiggle room to on these kinds of deals, which is a great thing. And the other cool thing is when we make an offer, at least the way I do it, I have at least 90 days to close. So I have at least one or two months to, after I do my due diligence, to see if I even have a good deal or not. Sometimes you'll never know until you actually start marketing the property and getting the feedback from the buyers. If you're getting a ton of calls and you know you're advertising it at a good price, if you're not getting any calls, you need to lower your price and you may find out, well, you know what? I mispriced this thing. So you cancel the contract. You don't have to close on it. So this is some of the biggest advantages of land. I just wanted to explain that to people that maybe are looking at this getting overwhelmed with all of this data. You have so much more room in these from we have so much more yeah. margin for error with vacant land yeah and, and we're data nerds so we, we always like presenting as much data as possible like you mentioned yeah there, there's a lot of wiggle room in here we just like presenting the information available yeah um, but this is I, I think this is amazing yeah and, um we'll break it down too yeah um, oh my gosh look at that <laughs> this is stuff guys <laughs> that it's hard to get comps because sometimes it's hard to find the property on zillow you know it's hard to then um, yeah, zoom in or zoom out and figure out where you are. And, and if this just makes it so much easier to get you the, the data. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. And you can do that for any property. So again, just as simple as that, we're always working to improve on it. One big thing we really pride ourselves on is, is taking in feedback and then improving our system. So we look at it as a living, breathing product. So we are always looking to take in that feedback, seeing what we can make better, and then providing as much valuable as possible for you and the other users on our system to make it better for everyone, because that's what we're all about. We want to make it good for you, good for everyone, and, and just create more success overall yeah. too. All right. So on this comping tool, is it for members only? Explain how your pricing structure works with this. Yep. I can, I can go into that. So the comp reporting tool and, and really a lot of our tools, so pricing land, pricing houses, those are going to be for our members. Um, so Max is going to head over to the plans and pricing page to show you. So for our exporting, eight cents per record is our, our, um, our cost there. For our list uploading, which is a feature we actually didn't get into yet, but it's you can take a list from another source um, you know, that you might, maybe you get it from list source or something, and then you can actually upload it into our system and get pricing that way. And that's three cents per record. And then we have our monthly subscription. So 24 for the, is the baseline, uh, monthly. And then we have our plus plans, which is going to get you X that'll get you the exporting of the data tables. So, um, the results table, the research table, which we didn't get into, but also the comp table on that pop-up where you can actually pull that into Excel. So that, that's our bronze plus and our gold is just the annual version of that. So for the comp reporting tool, that is included in the plan. So you're, you're for every month, you're going to get 10 free comp reports. And then you can always buy a bundle of more. So right now we have, we have it priced at uh, $25 for 50 comp reports is the add-on. But you'll get 10 free every month. And that'll be for on any plan. You'll get that set up. Yeah, I'm at the uh, $4.99 per year level just paid it because i was paying 300 dollars a month to data tree <laughs> before 
so yeah, super cool. And then the um, mm-hmm. the features when we get a list, we put it into Google Earth. You were using the browser website version of Google Earth. Do you, is that what you mainly use? No, I, I mainly use the app version. It depends on the size of the file. So what we've learned is that the size of the file matters. So uh, if you are working with a larger KML file that we provide you, then the website version actually kind of streamlines and functions a little quicker. Um, and better, but if you're working on like smaller comp features, then the the app the application of Google Earth is, is fine, and I I like that a little better. Cool. Do you guys use Parlay as well? We we don't. Uh, we we always try to create and and try to <laughs> finagle our way to create our our stuff to the best of our ability. So we don't have their system that we use at least right now. Currently. Those who are wondering, Parlay is a way that you can take a county and just download all of the owner records and puts it into Google Earth. And then you can, when you zoom in, you can see who the owners are of each of the, all of the lots. Um, yeah, and we've had we've had a couple of members actually mention that, and what they're trying to do or what they are doing is they have Parlay, and then they import our KML file, which has the pins of all the owner records, and they'll sit inside of the the, the maps, the cutouts of the lots, which is really cool because now you have all the data plotted. The comps will get plotted inside the lots as well, so you can kind of now start to feel out what that market looks like and or what that county looks like with all of the. Uh, information plugged in yeah super cool all right we've we've already gone way over what i thought we would (laughs) but i still want to ask you guys one more question about picking a county like let's say of course you say all right i want to do i want to go into tennessee how do you pick a good county to to target yeah and that's a great question so what we have is a research uh research page a little bit yeah let me what we have is our research page that allows you to, again, to make a data-driven decision. That's what we're all about here. So um, we try to make sure that whatever assumptions you have are kind of thrown out, and then we can make the data tell us what is actually good and what's not. Now, with that being said, now, none of these have been statistically proven, but at least gives you an idea of what you're looking for. So this is our, our research page where you can go and filter different states, different um, areas. You can actually do a nationwide search if you want. And then we we hold every single county in the United states here where you can run through um, have a whole bunch of different data points that you can use to create different filtering methods to to find different and, and filter out different counties so how did you get there so all i went to is our more tab okay. and then went to our research page ah, and again i've not even used this yet <laughs> so so this is for subscribers as well so you can't access this unless you're a subscriber to our site but again it, it allows you access to this where if i zoom out real quick you have our data table and then along with that you have visual aids down below that hold the same data just in a, a visual format with and it's interactive too with all the data in the United States too. But for this example, I'll work through this data table, which is a great tool to use. So if you wanted to, let's say in in Tennessee, find a certain area, all I would do is plug in Tennessee in here or just start typing it. You'll notice that now down below in the table, we're focusing in all Tennessee now. We have 12 pages worth of results here. And then let me zoom out just so, is this, if I zoom out to that is that still okay or is really, it's kind of small just yeah, okay. unfortunately on the screen okay no that's fine so i'm gonna i'm gonna focus on this top portion here first and then i'll, I'll kind of look at the table down below because this is where it all starts in this top portion this is where the filtering method kind kind of comes in where you would start um, with your approach so first of all you can sort the table how you want we, we kind of default to a to z by county but you can go open this up now and you can kind of sort however you want so you can go through if you wanted to look at comps high to low. I can go through and sort comps high to low, or if you want sold comps high to low, I can do that. So let's say uh, I'm sold comps high to low. I can do that. Now you can see down below. You know, the it table. Would be cool if you could score the quality of the county's GIS data. 
like <laughs> sucks, cool. good, <laughs> really good, or something like that. You know, because like some counties are just horrible. They have horrible. Yeah. Memory. <laughs> and shameless plug, but I know that Travis King is trying to put together uh, a product that does something like that, where he's looking at county GIS systems and trying to aggregate that information. So maybe we can tell him to start. We, you know, he gives us feedback and, and feature information. Maybe we should tell him to to score that information, score yeah, the GISs for us. How good the county data is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and so the, we do have a scoring mechanism, actually. Uh, if, if Max, if you wanted to scroll down to the economic thing really quick. Um, so what we've done is not scored so much the GIS system, but we actually have scored the economics in a county. And what we've done is we've looked at three big features here, and that's going to be natural amenities, unemployment, and per capita income. And we've created a scoring metric that makes uh, gives you a, an insight into maybe where is more desirable for people to go and for, pe- for people to want to to live and to buy land uh, and property. And so the the natural amenities we've actually taken from somewhere else from a, a different source, but what they have is, as Max is highlighting there, you've got median household income, median family income. You have things like mean temperature, relative humidity. And what they're trying to score is where's more desirable. So you'll notice, you know, the West coast and especially all the coastlines are, are higher ranked than the other ones. And then we've also plugged in our own inputs with the unemployment, the per capita income, just to try and to give a, a scale to maybe more desirable places. <laughs> not to hate on, um, you know, Michigan or, or you know, the, the Midwest there or anything. I, I, I like Michigan, but, you know, most people probably prefer Arizona, Florida and California. But, but th- that's just one data input, too, that we can do. So once you once you have your, your sorting method, once you have the state that you want to look at, again, that's just you can do one state, you do multiple states, you can do just a certain county state. Now it's all about filtering for the certain metrics, um, the criteria that you want to use within that state. So that's where you would go and, and drop down the list. Uh, first and foremost, before I, I jump into the filtering, these are the, the headers are, are what we have to filter from. So we have, again, the total comps, we have the for sale comps, the sold comps, we have the sold to for sale ratio. And what that is, is we're just dividing the sold comps by the for sale comps to get a, a sort of supply and demand uh, valuation of that area. So a higher number, we, we believe it means that it's a better number, meaning that there's more sold comps versus how many for sale comps are in an area, but it's always open to interpretation wherever these data metrics are. Other than that, though, we have our parcels on market ratio. Again, we kind of mentioned this before, but it shows you how much property is currently listed for sale versus how much property there is in total in this county. And that's based on just vacant rural land. It's not house data. And then again, all the data and information on this research page is just vacant rural land data too. Um, there's no housing metrics or, or property information nice. on this. So yeah, this is a, a very land specific so page. One filter you might want to do is maybe exclude the counties that have huge populations, right? So you could yeah. say filter out all of the counties with a population greater than 200,000 or something. Yep. So you can go through there. Um, and then I would say, I want to look at everything. Okay. Yeah. Less than. So I would go through there. And then, so now I'm looking at everything where the population is less than 200,000. So that's, that's a great first population one that I can go through there. Now, if you want to normalize that population too, you can always look at, we have a population per square mile tool as well. So again, for the bigger counties, uh, you can always use that metric too. So we have both of those for that reason. So you can use both of them and together just one at a time. Some other things, again, data tree, total parcel count, the coefficient of variation, what that is, it is just, 
It doesn't say which area is better or worse. What it actually tells you of what level of pricing you may need to use. Now, for neutral letters, it's not as important just because you're, you're pricing after the fact once you get the letter back. But for blind offers, it's a good tool to use if you're if you're trying to decide if you want to price at the county, city, or geo pricing level, because it tells you uh, essentially are the comps more uniform in a county or less uniform in a county. So what's that variation looking like to give you a good determination on that? So that's a good metric to see if you're you're doing pricing, economic rank. What county ranking does that have based on just a numerical value of of one being the best ranking? 3,144 being the, the worst ranking county um, amongst the United States. And then we just take that and, and actually create a, an, a legit value of that economic score. What's that county's value of it? And then how you mentioned population, we have our population change. Are there more people going into that county? Are there people coming out? And then the population per square mile. So those are the, the, the total metrics we can use. So let's say we wanted another one in here. Let's say we wanted to make sure that there's not that much uh, property currently listed on the market. So I wanted to make sure that there's less than 5% listed on the market. So I would put in parcels on market is less than 5%. That's what I would want. I could run that filter again. And I would make sure that I'm looking at... So I have two pages remaining of data on here. So I have all, all this information that are still meeting my criteria that I could look at. Um, so if you're looking for some good counties to to do some marketing in, what are some of the suggested filters you use? Yeah. And, and again, like we, we try to stay as agnostic as possible, just so people aren't using the same filters and, and yeah. targeting the same areas. But using them, what we will say is that don't use just one in particular because one one metric can be misleading uh, with another one. So let's just take the sold to for sale ratio, for example. If you use this sold to for sale ratio and you're looking for a high score, let's say you have an extremely high score, but there's not that many comps available, uh, that could be misleading because there's not much data to actually back that up. So we, we try to give you, you want to use a few different metrics all in one area. So using Using those data metrics together and the parcels of market ratio is, is, is a great tool to use. I, I personally like using those three between the comps, the sold for sale, parcels of market ratio. Um, those are those are some of my favorite ones that I like. Some of my favorite ones that I like is just kind of using in conjunction the the comps, so like total comps, how many there are, um, sold for sale ratio, and parcels of market ratio. Those in common, but again, every, there's there's interpretation to everything, and there's nothing. Right now, there's not enough data to, to back up any one claim for any one strategy, right? So one strategy for one person may work a certain way. Another strategy for another person may work another way. What I'm looking for, tell me if this is okay. I want to just see if there's if there's a lot of activity. Like, are there is there a lot of sold vacant lots there? Mm -hmm. And um, I would probably then just want to search for sold comps, right? Yeah, you could say it's greater than a certain amount. So let's say... I don't know, like greater than 100 currently. Let's go through one. So then there's one currently, Hardman County, um, that meets that criteria with the other criteria that you put up there. So it's less than 200,000 for the population. It has less than 5% currently on the market. And then it has over 100 sold comps uh, as well. So this is one county then that you could take and make an actionable task to again then search for moving forward. Uh, what's great is that you can, again, if this is a search criteria or a research criteria that you like, you can go and actually save this methodology. So I can save the current search. Let's say just this is my my current search to kind of see I like it. And I can go save that filter. So when it's in here now, it's in here. Um, so I can always come back to it again. So I can go through here and then come back. And it, it's already in here again, which is great. And I still have it. Um, 
if I want to move this and move forward with it, what's great too, is that I can just go send a search and it's going to take this county now and then bring it right to my, my um, search page. So you don't even have to like go and, and type that in. It's going to take it directly from this page now, whatever that list is that you can create. And it's going to move it from here right into the search page. So, which is a, a great tool to have. Now, I just... This just reminds me, guys, like this is the thing I love about land. A lot less competition for these deals. And there is a crap ton, excuse my French, of <laughs> vacant land out there. Like, don't you? Why are you even thinking or worried about competition? You're looking. You're talking about thousands and thousands of counties that are out there. You know, some of you may never plan to go to Missouri for a vacation, right? I get it. No big deal. But like, there is a ton of activity in the southwestern, southern half, southwestern, kind of in the Ozarks area. Um, some beautiful, beautiful land down there that you can buy, right? And there's guys right now I know that are killing it in southwestern Missouri. Buying and flipping vacant rural land out there because people from St. Louis, from Kansas City, Columbia, Springfield, you know, they want to go down there to buy some land to build a cabin, get closer to the lakes, you know, ride their four wheelers, uh, just build a cabin and get get away. And there's a huge demand for rural vacant land in Mm -hmm. the southwestern part of Missouri right now. And so there are very few people sending marketing down there to these property owners that have owned land. So something to think about. Yeah. And 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 so like, this is where it'd pop up here. It's okay. already in here. I could search quickly. Another thing I'd mentioned too, it's another way that I, I mentioned the research as well. It's not necessarily using our research page, but if you have a big city hub in mind and you've already done the analysis on it, mainly from, let's say like a, a housing background where you've, you've done the unemployment, you've done all, all the research that this is a good hub to mail. What's a good thing that you can do? Like, let's say I, I took Houston, Texas, for example, and and I plug that in. What, what you can do, and it's a great great way to plug in a, a pull in a bunch of counties around a certain hub of data, get a good buying pool. Is if I plug in Houston, Texas here, and then let's say I'm still looking for ten to fifty, I'm going to actually put this increment greater than this range, so I'm going to get one row of data per county. And then let's say I wanted it, um, I don't know, 50, 50 mile radius around Houston, Texas. When I search now, it's going to pull in every single county around Houston, Texas within a 50 mile radius for me. So I'm pulling in, again, tons of data around a, a, a major hub a city that I know that has a, in, in like a, in, a, a growing population, a, a lot of money flowing in as well. Good, good unemployment rate. And so a lot of information. So now I have 38,000 owner records that I can still pull from and has all this information. So this is a really good way to scale your results to around certain hubs of data too. Now well, that's, that's huge. Because, yeah. You know, it, let's say it's um, a great way to do it. There, there, I'll just, let me just get a little political here. <laughs> There's a lot of conservative gun toting, God fearing Americans in Texas, right? And they're getting nervous <laughs> about where the government's going and okay, I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not taking political sides. I'm just saying like, there's a huge demand for vacant land and it, it's, it's, it's a proven statistic. Whenever a liberal Democrat is in, in office, not that there's anything wrong with that, I'm saying for the most part, but whenever there's a liberal Democrat in office, you look at what happens with gun sales, they go up, rural vacant land sales go up, um, people buying books about survival, you know, emergency s- supplies, those things go up. I'm just talking about following the trends. Mm-hmm. All right. And so there, there's a lot of activity right now in the vacant land, especially in areas where there's more conservatives. And even in states like California, 
you know, you're seeing a lot of people that are conservative there getting nervous, like, oh my gosh, I need to buy some land so I can go hide when the apocalypse happens and all these people come to take my guns. And so they're going, they're looking for vacant land one or two or three hours outside of the city that they can get to. Let's say there's a huge earthquake in California, right? And everything falls to pieces, where can they go? And so they're they're looking for land one to two or three hours outside of their cities. And there's a lot of money in California right now looking for vacant land way out in, you know, near the um, Shasta area. Shasta mm-hmm. County, I think, is one of the counties out there in Northern California. Yeah, it is. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. this is a great tool to see. All right. So from within a 200 mile radius of San Francisco, where is all the land activity happening? Yeah. Yeah. And you, you can do multi-city searches on this. So it's a really powerful tool that you can do and, and showcase a ton of results at a same, like the same time. And again, you can use this in conjunction with our research tool as well, right? So if you wanted to do this city search, pull all the counties around the city, and then now go through and, and let's say we're in Texas now, um, search all the Texas counties, and then do that same uh, filtering methodology. And now basically filter whatever counties you want, create your criteria, and then go through this side and, and then just select the ones that meet your criteria. So let's say this one met your criteria, these ones met your criteria. So now you're not only picking the counties that are within a certain radius of a major hub, but now you're actually meeting the criteria that you've set forth in the research page as well. So you have kind of two things going on. The, the, the counties that are setting you up for most success on a data standpoint, and then around a major hub, giving you the biggest buying pool as well. I'm doing that search right now for Austin, Texas, just looking at Austin. And I add that criteria in. I do a search. Yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> very, very cool. You can play with this all day. and Yeah, and, and you can make these races as big or small. So I can move that when, in. The by the way, just a quick tip. When you're searching, you need to type in the county or the city and then select from the dropdown. Correct, yes. So I just looked at Austin here, and uh, it's filtering pulling data, scrubbing. But anyway, this is a really cool tool just not to belabor the point too much, but like if you want to see, all right, what are the good counties within a certain state or within 200 miles of this certain city, you can pull that research out and you can say, show me the ones that have the most activity, the most solds, the most. Don't be worried about the uh, competition. The competition is actually a good thing. You want to look to see, all right, where are people actually buying these lots? You don't want to go into the areas where there's not a lot of activity, hoping that you'll find the next secret um, place, right? You want to go to where the activity is. All right. Anything else you guys want to wrap up this uh, podcast with? This has been really long. (laughs) So uh, hopefully you guys are digging this because this is cool. No, we, we really appreciate you having us on here again. This is always exciting and fun for us to do. And again, we we are data nerds at heart. So we love building this out and we really do appreciate feedback. So as as users use our site and if there's something that they feel that could be added that um, provides value, we would really love to hear it. And if there's something on our site that they don't like, we would also really love to hear that too, because we want to make this again, as enjoyable as an experience as possible. Um, And that's what we're all about is helping others and making sure that they're getting value and succeeding through this land business. Because again, uh, we want to bring the data to the forefront. We know it's out there where it's just about aggregating it and presenting it in the right way to make it as effective and useful as possible. But other than that, Again, please check us out. We have a seven-day free trial with all of our subscriptions. Um, if you go to price.com and use us, we're, we're always open. Our support is second to none. It's Ryan and I working it, so I, I'll say that. And so we'll respond to you within, again, 24 hours, usually within an hour um, or two as well. So we're always here to help. 
Yeah, you guys have been great. I've submitted questions in before, and you've responded really quickly. Cool, guys. Check it out. Again, I don't get anything from recommending these guys. I just like what they're doing. Priced, P-R-Y-C-D, P-R-Y-C-D.com. Thank you, Max and Ryan. Appreciate you being on my podcast and diving deep into the weeds. I hope you guys like this, and I, um, I'm i hoping that you all watching this will just check it out, to get the free trial. And if you're interested in learning more about land investing, I think you guys have some resources or don't you have more information of guys that you recommend? We, we do. So at the bottom of our, our homepage, we have some partners that we, we, we use um, or recommend. We also have a, a how, it, how it works page, you know, with you know, how, how land and house flipping works that we recommend. Um, so Casual Fridays is one of our biggest partners. Obviously, they were, you know, early supporters of us. So Justin and, Matt, Justin and Adam do a great job there. You know, REI Conversion, REI Pebble, you know, we're, we're, we're working with them, you know, a lot, you know, Jesse's been very helpful. I've had um, Jesse on my show. He's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. We really like Jesse. And so we've been working with them. They just recently added a feature where you can, you know, pull in lists from us directly into their, um, their system. And, and, and yeah, you can, you can check out the bottom of our page. We have a bunch of other partners um, that we like to work with and, uh, and, and promote. Nice. And you're going to put my podcast on the bottom of your page. We absolutely will. And I was also going to add, we do have a referral program. So if anybody signs up, you know, they'll get 200 free records. And if they want to mention you and put your email uh, in the referral email, you'll get 200 free records. So you guys, it's mutually beneficial um, for them to, to input your, uh, your email there. Right on, right on. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you very much. Hey, check them out. Price.com, P-R-Y-C-D.com. I love looking at the new, latest and greatest tools and softwares and that are out there. And I think this is definitely on the cutting edge. Some people posted some questions and comments like, how does this compare to these other things? And it doesn't. There, there, there is nothing else out there that does this. And um, I won't mention the names, but one of the ones that popped up in the comments is like, you got it. Whoever asked that question, it's not a bad question, but you need to watch this whole podcast. And you'll see the difference between the two and what they do and don't do. Uh, good. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Max and Ryan, price.com. We'll see you guys later. Thanks again, everybody, for being on the podcast and hanging out. We appreciate you all. We'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, Joe.